The fourth Sunday of Lent is traditionally called Laetare Sunday. Laetare is the Latin word for rejoice. The first word of our entrance antiphon was rejoice. We rejoice this day because Lent is more than halfway over. We rejoice because we are drawing near to the solemn commemoration of our Lord's passion, death, and resurrection. The vesture for the day is rose to show how we are joyful and rejoicing. Eight percent of men are colorblind. That's about one in 12 are colorblind. I say men because with women, instances of color blindness are much less common, about one in 200. Think about not being able to see the truth about the world around us, the wonderful array of colors that there are to see. Imagine that. The good news is that in recent years, they've figured out a way to give to those who are colorblind the ability to see colors. They've made a special kind of of eyeglasses that, that work for some, some of the time, but if you go online, you can see videos of people putting them on for the first time, people who have never seen colors. There's some beautiful videos of, of fathers and grandfathers getting this gift from their children and grandchildren, and it shows you what, they, what their reaction is when they put on those glasses, and all of a sudden they're able to see what everybody else has been talking about with the world of colors. I speak of color blindness today, inspired by the gospel reading of Jesus giving sight to the man who was born blind, but also because it is a good metaphor, I think, for many in our world who are suffering a crisis of faith, a crisis of faith that involves God and who he is, a crisis of faith that involves the nature of the human person, a crisis of faith that has to do with our whole understanding of the immortality of the soul and life everlasting. I think it's a good metaphor because someone who is colorblind is not disabled. They might have some limitations in what they can do, but they get, around, get along pretty well. They manage in this world, and many people don't even know that they're colorblind but they're missing out on the truth of what the world looks like. And so too with those who 
are suffering a crisis of faith, and the numbers are staggering when we look at the dramatic decline in participation in church across the denominations, a great decline in religious practice, and on the other hand, a great increase in self-centeredness, selfish behavior, centering life around oneself rather than others and rather than around God. This crisis of faith involves how we think of God and the created world, the created world. Through eyes of faith, we cannot help but to see the mystery and the intelligence and the wisdom of God's creation. Whether we look up to the skies and, and look at the images that we're seeing from the telescopes that are in outer space giving us incredible images of galaxies and solar systems far, far away. How interesting that is. And we look to the depths of the ocean and we're discovering more and more about God's creation, all sorts of creatures down there of different shapes and sizes and colors and abilities. Or whether we look within the human person and see just the incredible dynamics that are at work within the human person, just looking at DNA and, and the mystery of that, 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 that within a single cell is the blueprint for the entire organism. Through eyes of faith, we cannot help but to look at God's creation and say, this is truly creation that someone intelligent and wise had something to do with this, that it cannot be simply a matter of an accidental bumping into one another of two atoms or whatever it might be, because it begs the question, who created those two things that bumped into one another, who created that explosion? And it's worth noting that the scientist who first proposed the Big Bang Theory was himself a Catholic priest, Father George Lemaitre, a Belgian scientist, priest, a colleague of Albert Einstein who greatly admired his scientific prowess and very much admired his outlook on life. And Father, Ma Father Lemaitre said he has no conflict at all with his science and what he's learning and his rock solid faith that God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. This crisis of faith, not being able to see God's hand at work in the created world. This crisis as of faith as well about not being able to see the sublime and powerful difference in God's creation between male and female. The book of Genesis says it so succinctly that God created man 
male and female, he created them. All according to his wisdom, all according to his plan, it is crystal clear to those who have the eyes of faith and can see how God has worked out his purpose through the beautiful complementarity between male and female. And yet there are some who are unable to see that and instead do great damage to that complementarity by suggesting that it is, a po it is possible to exchange one for the other, that it is possible with hormones and surgeries to change from one into the other. More and more people are falling for this to the great disadvantage of young people who are being told that this is, this is the way out of confusion that you might have confusion that turns out to be a fairly normal thing in young people growing up. A confusion that is best remedied by parents and other adults in that person's life offering great praise and acknowledgement of that young person's talents and gifts and abilities, nurturing that per child on through adolescence, it's amazing how often that confusion is resolved naturally. And when that doesn't do it, a little bit of counseling will help give that proper perspective on what it means to be a young man, what it mean, means to be a young woman. How very sad this crisis of faith that keeps some from seeing things the way they really are. And this crisis of faith that keeps people from recognizing what we just know by instinct, that there has to be more to this life than meets the eye. There has to be much more to life than simply the 80 or 90 or 100 years that were given that God did not create the human person to be limited by this life, but has a great life in store for in heaven, I am going to prepare a place for you, Jesus teaches us. And he also teaches that there are eternal consequences for our actions, good and bad. How sad that so many today think that when our life here on earth is over, it's just, it's just lights out. There's nothing more going on this crisis of faith, because when we are confused about God and about the nature of the human person and about the immortality of the human soul, that brings society into crisis in some of the worst ways possible. We have seen it play out in history we are seeing it play out in our own day and age. 
What do we want to take away from the account of our Lord's giving sight to the man who was born blind and our thoughts about color blindness and the crisis of faith? Three things. First of all, we must always be grateful for the gift of faith, the precious gift of faith that gives us a true perspective, a true way of seeing things the way they really are. We must be thankful to God for those who taught us the faith and nurtured us in the faith, parents, grandparents, perhaps a religious sister, a priest. We must always be grateful for the gift of faith that gives us eyes to see things the way they really are. Second, we must be incredibly patient and loving with those who do have a crisis of faith and don't know what they are missing. Sad to say, some have simply given up on faith after having experienced far too much of the sins of people of faith and the heinous sins of some leaders in the faith. We must be incredibly patient, and it does take patience to walk with someone and to love that person into conversion of heart, something that is done not by force or manipulation or tricks, but rather by very gently pointing to the truth, pointing to our Lord who is the way and the truth and the life. And third, not only being grateful for the gift of faith, not only being patient with those who do not have that gift, and this is a Lenten message especially, we must be very careful not to take faith for granted. Sin obscures. Sin blocks our ability to see things clearly. If we were having difficulty with our physical eyes, our eyesight, we would get right away to the doctor to see what was wrong. In the same way, sin changes our perspective on things. It distorts how we look at things. We become callous morally, thinking that things that are wrong are not quite so wrong. Thinking that things that are bad, well, everybody does that. It's not so bad. That's the callousness of conscience that sin brings about. The sacrament of penance and reconciliation takes away sin and restores our ability to see properly. The sacrament of penance and reconciliation is a means by which to be healed of our spiritual blindness or inability to see things clearly. May we be ever grateful for the gift of faith. May we share our faith with others. May we not take our faith for granted. 
so that we might be able to say in the words of the great hymn, I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see.